the marinade. There's no O in marinade. Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the marinade. Marrow. Marrow. Marinade. Bone marinade. The marinade. The marinade. With Jason Earl. Watch him come and go like a flash in the pan But everybody knows that we're laughing, man Yeah, I know this place like the back of my head Long time ago we put a flag in the sand Welcome to The Marinade with Jason Earl, a free-flowing conversation about the creative process with creative people. This is episode 38, and our guest is Matt Burke. Matt is a singer, guitar player, and songwriter in the band Have Gun, Will Travel. This is the second time we've had the honor of recording with Matt for an episode. Episode 14 of this show was also Matt, and it was so fun to get to sit down with him again after we'd already gone pretty deep previously over a year ago. That conversation was a creative dream come true for me, and this one was even more exciting because I feel like I've gotten to know the band a little bit better since then, and I certainly feel like I got to know Matt in that moment. Have Gun Will Travel recently released their first record since the brilliant science from an easy chair. Strange Chemistry is the sound of a band laying it all out. It is a serious, passionate project, and it is so much fun to listen to. Classic rock, 80s synth. Um, And then, of course, the Americana roots for which they're really known collide on this record. It's an incredible piece of work. I'm thrilled to have Matt on the show once again. We caught up outside of Little Indies ahead of Have Gun Will Travel's album release party at Will's Pub in Orlando, Florida. The night was raining, um, but the venue was pretty full. It It was one of those nights where a lot of people might have stayed in, but everyone was so stoked to come out for this experience, to hear these songs for the first time, and to hear them together. Instead of recording in my normal spot where I've recorded so many episodes out behind the Lindy's, it was raining too hard. So Matt and I just pulled up chairs kind of in the side parking lot where there's a little overhang. And as the raindrops fell and the cars rolled by on Mills Avenue, we sat and chopped it up for a little while. And I'm so grateful for how open Matt was and how vulnerable and for the, the insight into his process that we gained on this episode. The song you're hearing is Blood on the Stage from Strange Chemistry. You can find all things Have Gun Will Travel at hgwtmusic.com. Everyone, it is such an honor to present my conversation with Matt Burke. We leave our blood on the
not sure that it's going to. Unless you get real close. Get real close, or you can just hold it. Just if you're aware of, like, I'm just going to hold whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah, I'll just yeah hold or on that. To. That's cool. Cool. Cheers, buddy. Happy record release day. Thanks. I appreciate it, man. Good to see you again. Likewise. All right. Yeah, I think we're good. Just got to remember to stay kind of close to it. All right. Dude, what a great record. Thank you. What, a, what an exciting day. Uh, it is exciting. Yeah, it's it's been crazy. I mean, we you know, a lot has been uh, leading up to it. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like it's... Um, uh, We've it's been it seems like it's been so far in the distance for so long, yeah. you know, because yeah. we've just been working on it for like a couple of years now. Yeah, that um, you know, but then it, like as soon like the sooner you the closer you get to the actual kind of like event, I feel like it's almost got like a kind of black hole effect where, you know, the closer you get to it, the quicker it starts pulling you in. You know what uh, I mean? So it's like uh-huh. as we we're kind of getting closer and closer, things just start getting crazy, and you're trying to you know, trying to remember everything that you got to you know got to do right um leading up to the release and stuff since we put it out ourselves yeah you know there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff involved a lot yeah. of you know kind of business side of things that's that has to be done you know <sighs> i was just talking about that earlier today like not allowing the business part of it to get in the way of the creative part of it yeah yeah cuz i think it's so easy to let that happen true yeah for sure i'm i'm very lucky um in that uh, Scott, our guitar player in the band, who also kind of uh, engineers most of the recording sessions and stuff that we do, um, he handles a lot of kind of that side of things mm. for the band. You know, like a lot of the booking stuff, a lot of the you know, um, like just managing, you know, kind of management, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, we're we kind of you know together, we kind of just. Uh, kind of throw ideas back and forth and kind of like, you know, he handles what he's good at handling. I handle what I'm good at handling and, you know, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a cool uh, partnership, you know? Well, and the fact that you guys have been doing this for a while yeah. has to help that the relationship that you have with the other members of the band. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody, you know, everybody kind of knows where their strengths are yeah. and uh, where each other's strengths are. Yeah. And we just kind of like, we just work it. Um, to the to the best of everybody's strengths, you know. That's awesome. It came out beautifully, and you did this really cool thing, leading up to the record where you posted the handwritten lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I wanted to kind of walk through the record a okay. little bit, if that's okay. And okay. Kinda... Yeah. I I I, I uh, I've kind of dropped the ball on the last one. I still haven't posted. It. <laughs> I was supposed to do it yesterday, and I just could didn't have it. Didn't get a chance to get around to it. But I'll, yeah. I'll do it probably tomorrow. Okay. Um, so the 10th song isn't up yet, but nine, you know, one through nine are, are up. Well, and, you know, right. And I was kind of looking for that last one, but uh, because what a cool, I loved that. It was so cool that you, that you did it that way. It's such a nice window into your creative process, like the little blurbs that you, that you cool. had about each record. And the, the ninth song on the record is uh, Born in the 1970s, yeah, yeah. which I think kind of, is like the almost like the heart and soul of that record. Yeah, it does have a lot of the kind of like you know, the main uh, kind of themes that the record you know touches on. Um, that song definitely captures a lot of that. And then there's yes, and the, and the there's a, a lyric um, we're drowning in the shallows. Yeah. And you mention in the blurb 
about it, how that's referring to how obsessed we are with our technology. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you talk about how you deal with that? Um, not very well. Neither, <laughs> I mean, man. we're all we're all guilty of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, it's just kind of part of where uh, where we're headed and where you know where where society is um, and where we are culturally. And I think it's changing the actual uh, the uh, the the evolution of our of our the development of our brains. You know what yeah. I mean? Because of the fact that we really don't have to reach too far um, for, you know, we really don't have to retain a whole lot of information these days because it's just at your fingertips. And so you're not really kind of like digging very deep, you know, into certain compartments uh, of your brain anymore because you just don't, you don't have to, you know, we don't need to. Um, And so I think that is changing the makeup of how you know of how we of how people think um i don't know you know who's to say if that's for the better or for the worse i don't know (laughs) i can't imagine it's for the better (laughs) and i can't imagine it's for the better either it's funny that i just had a flashback of standing around with the band last time y'all were here and we were talking about some i don't even remember what some 80s song yeah yeah right and of course we all had supercomputers in our pockets yeah yeah but, and I'm not trying to do this to pat us on the back because uh, <laughs> I'm pretty bad about my phone. Right, right. But nobody's, nobody reached for it. Yeah. Right in that moment. Like, we were all trying to figure out what that was. Sometimes, I, yeah, sometimes it's good to just force yourself to, you know, to figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and if it's like, if it's something that like, if it's something silly and, you know, pop culture-y or something from a movie or a lot, you know, like. Who was in that? I can't remember the dude's name that was in that one thing with that other guy or whatever, you know? Um, I mean, of course, we all go on and look, look up that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? But every yeah. once in a while, it's good to kind of like resist the urge and uh, just kind of force yourself to, to think about it for a minute. You know? But I wonder if, that's f- if flexing those muscles can then translate into uh, better writing, better, better songwriting, better creating. Dude, I think the more, um, you know the more kind of heavy lifting you do with your brain, the better it's going to affect all of the ways that your brain works. Right. You know, if you're a creative person and you flex those muscles, I think that's going to help in all the other departments, you know? Flip side of that being as a creative person to have more things at your disposal, to have more things to be able to talk about is really helpful too, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. I but mean, I, I, I think that's important. You know yeah. what I mean? To be, I mean, I think that's important not only as a creative person, but just as kind of a well-rounded individual. You know what I yeah. mean? To be able to really engage with people on a lot of different topics and kind of be somewhat knowledgeable about a lot of things. You know, like I feel like just to have uh, meaningful conversations with people, it's good to just kind of have some general knowledge. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and the curiosity, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It kind of requires a a bit of curiosity Yeah. to keep that up. Yeah, for sure. Um, The the other song that I wanted to talk about, Justified, Mm -hmm. I was curious about the fact that that's the one that you mentioned on Instagram. You mentioned that that's the one that's written from a character's perspective. Yeah. Um, 
and then you take something like you take science from an easy chair and like that's a whole fiction i mean it's the a fictional thing story is, it's a whole yeah retelling of narrative the story. Yeah, yeah yeah um when you sit down to write uh how do, like how do you switch back and forth or do you um that's an interesting question well to i mean i i would say that you know doing the songs that are more fictional character kind of driven uh kind of storytelling kind of songs that's a certain part of your brain i mean that's you know i've always kind of hoped that i would eventually kind of push myself into doing some actual writing writing you know like mm. short stories and you know mm -hmm. maybe even novel uh at some point and i've always kind of I've always read a lot of, you know, a lot of literature, and I've always been very interested uh, in doing that. Um, and I've just, n I've just never really taken the leap and forced myself to start doing it. I mean, I've got a couple little ideas here and there that I've kind of just, you know, quickly kind of jotted down or whatever. But I've never really kind of forced myself to get into the uh, discipline of writing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. But there is that part of my brain that wants to tell a made-up story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, on this record, that kind of takes a back seat because um, most of the album is very directly kind of personal, you know, experience kind of songs um, right. and kind of expressing some, some, you know, some personal emotion and, and what's going on uh, in my life as opposed to the last record, which was a very um, story-driven, you know, front, m you know, like beginning, middle, end, actual story that was being told throughout the uh, the arc of the album. Um, so this one kind of just swung in kind of the opposite direction, yeah. you know, and going more for the for the personal. What's what holds you back from short stories or a novel? Um, just just. Ah oh, man, well, time is one is one restraint. Sure. Um, just not having, and not having the real like. It's always something that I can kind of push off for another yeah. year or something. You know, right, like, right, right. I'll eventually get to that book that I've been talking about, you know, or thinking about writing for you know ten years. Um, and there's always a reason to kind of push it off because there's always something else right in front of me to, to work on, you know? Yeah. Um, or something to deal with. It's kind of, you know, in the, you know, in the here and now. Um, and so there's, yeah, there's, it just gets pushed off. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. it's kind of just a, a fear of, of, or maybe not a fear, but kind of procrastination, I guess, of like just really getting into what kind of discipline it takes to sit down and write something, you know? Well, yeah, yes, <laughs> and I I think I asked you that somewhat selfishly because, well, for a couple of reasons. One, I love the way you tell stories, so I think it'd be oh, great you. to hear a, a read a short story or a awesome. novel. Awesome, that's by cool you. to hear. The second is because I have had some time recently, for the first time in a long time, yeah. I've had space and time to create. Nice, and I've been creating manically. I really have. Awesome, but there's always that voice in the back of your head, like, dude, you're not doing enough. Yeah, You're yeah. Not doing enough. Sure, of course. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or the the second voice that that I that I keep fighting is, um, you really don't know what you're doing on this novel, <laughs> right? <laughs> sure, man. The self doubt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> like, self doubt. I mean, that's that's a tough one, dude. Yeah. 
Um, and I'm sure when I do sit down and actually get into it, I'm going to battle with that one quite a bit. The self-doubt and the like, you know, what am I doing? I've got no business doing this. Yeah. This isn't my thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, the, yeah, there's going to be a lot of that for sure. Um, the the other song that I wanted to talk about was, um, well, kind of in common, in tandem, uh, Any Place But Here and Infinite Traveler. Okay. Last time we talked, we talked a little bit about that sort of restless spirit. Yes. Right? Yes, yes. Um, it's been a year. Yeah. Uh, has that has your restless spirit evolved at all? Has it changed at all in the last since the last time we talked? Um, no, man. I think it's I think it's the same. I've kind of just been. We had an early. We had a song on a on the very first. Um, the first, I mean, before Have Gun was even a full band. When I did a I, when I put when I was doing it as a kind of a solo thing, and I recorded like a. Uh, like an EP at home and just kind of released that kind of locally like with to friends and stuff like that um, Sold it at shows or whatever But like there was a song on there that we then re-recorded and put on one of our later records called Freightliner and that's kind of It's kind of similar in in subject uh, As far as kind of like the When you're feeling like when you're when you when you get to a place where you're feeling kind of like uh Un, like I don't know like unsatisfied or like there's something you're not you know you're not experiencing or like you're just feeling um, you know like you just uh, like you got to get out of where, where you are like you got to get away yeah. from kind of where you are like you can start to um, kind of project negativity onto your kind of surroundings and I feel like that's what that song any place but here is doing it's not you know it's not a song about like i hate my the town that i grew up in and i right. want to burn it to the ground it's like you know it's me feeling like unsatisfied and uh needing to do something about it but not knowing how you know not knowing how to really express that other than you know this place sucks i gotta get out of here right you know? <laughs> which doesn't do any good right if you no, have some place no. to go if yeah, you're going yeah, yeah, to yeah. something that's one thing right, right. it's like leaving a job just because you don't like it right sure get out of that situation right. but don't go just to go right go to something to something yeah. as opposed to away from something right yeah right exactly yeah i agree um mystery of mine garrett Klons featured on there pretty significantly yeah man can you talk about garrett and like his influence in the band and sure. like how that works so beautifully yeah man um it's it's kind of it's a weird it's a weird story uh he was in a band in the 90s called texas is the reason um you know they were they did some they put one record out and that record was you know was pretty influential and it and it and it, uh, you know, made made waves, and um, and then he he went on to do some solo stuff, and he put it he put a record out a few years ago around the same time that we were putting our last record out, and um, we happened to know him through other friends. Um, Scott's Scott no you know Scott like he's uh, Garrett's from Buffalo. Um, Scott's wife grew up in Buffalo and so through kind of friends of you know of, of Scott's and Scott's wife um, we knew 
uh, we knew Garrett and we kind of just got together and uh, we took him out on the road with us uh, when we went out supporting the last record and uh, by the you know by a couple weeks into a you know two month full U.S. run we were joining him on his song like backing him up on his songs he was playing playing with us on a bunch of our songs and then we've just kind of kept it going like that ever since whenever we have kind of a run of shows to do that he can that he can make it down for he'll come down and we'll get out on you know we'll take him on the road and we'll do and we'll do it and so um we just did a lot of that over the last few years and uh as we were kind of working on the record we would ha just have him come in and do some stuff on you know when he was down we'd have him come in and do uh play some stuff on on some of the songs on the album so he's he plays and sings, uh, you know, um, like backup harmonies and stuff like that on at least five or six songs on the album. And then on that one, Mystery of Mine, you know, he, si he actually lead, he sings lead vocal on, on one of the verses. Um, so it's just been awesome, you know, it's been really cool. I mean, we're kind of kindred spirits. Um, we, we just, you know, musically, we're, we're just, we all kind of, you know, feel the same way. We're into the same kinds of stuff and... Uh, it just works out really well. The backing up just a second because you made me think about a question that I wanted to ask mm -hmm. when we were talking about Justified. Um, writing something for to play solo versus writing something for the band. Yeah. Is that I mean, is it a versus or do you write stuff? And Not then really. It's like um, I write something maybe record like a home kind of demo of it or maybe even just put it on my you know like a voice recorder kind of a thing on my phone or whatever um and it kind of that's at that point i it kind of like it kind of tells me um if it's a song to bring to the band or if it's or if it's or if it's not and a lot of times uh -huh. i'm wrong about that <laughs> you know what i mean like uh -huh. a lot of times i'm wrong because i you know I feel like some songs I want to tell the story in a solo acoustic kind of a setting because I feel, you know, it's like th I feel like there's just some songs that need to be quiet and need to be kind of told in a, in a quieter way uh, than what we do as a full band. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh -huh. um, but then usually I end up bringing it to the band and they just make it cooler anyways. And, you, know, <laughs> like, you know, no reason not to. Yeah. So, um, well, is there ego involved there or? Um. I'm sure there is. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure that's a part of it. Um, Not necessarily you want to keep it to yourself, but that you are anxious about bringing it to somebody else kind of thing, you know? Well, I know I wouldn't say that I'm that I'm really concerned about having anyone else, you know, having other people's kind of contribution or, or input on the songs because I'm open to that. And those guys and, you know, these guys that are in my band, um, they're just they're awesome and they they know what to do and they know how to play a song when i yeah. bring it to them you know what i mean yeah yeah um so it's not that uh it's just kind of like a does this song need to be told more sparsely or quietly than what we would do if we're playing it in a room with the full band you know that's kind of yeah that's i think that's all it really comes down to you know, right. <clears throat> is like, and when, it, when that, when that does need to happen like that, we just kind of make an effort to quiet down and, you know, play it, you know, a little more mellow. So, I mean, sure. 
it still works out. It's just weird hangups that I have in my own head, you know, sure. about certain songs. Yeah. And then, like I said, I'm usually wrong about it anyway. Right. <laughs> Ends up being a good, you know, song for the band. Well, it's a good thing you have those guys to yeah, set you sure. straight, right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, we talked about Tidal Wave last time. Uh, yeah. And I don't know that I really want to talk about it much except just to say thank you. Like, that's the kind of thing that just now I, I feel like I can just – when I try to describe generalized anxiety, I oh, can just man. be like, here you go, guys. Wow, that's Listen awesome to, this. to hear, man. Because means he, a lot. To, to feel what I feel and to hear the way you describe it, it that's it. Wow, that's the thing dude. I try to tell people. That means a lot. You know? <clears throat> thank you. So yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, I didn't want to go too deep on that. I just wanted to say thank that's you. That's awesome, man. Um, Against the Grain, beautiful song. Thank um, you. I, I kind of have an unf- unconventional question, I guess, about that, which is, there aren't a ton of lyrics. Yeah. Um, it's it's a love song. Yeah. Um, but not a conventional love song by any means. Right. Which I appreciate a great deal. There's also a doodle on that one yeah, and, a, yeah, and yeah. another one. I forget which one. There's a doodle on uh, I think Blood the on the Stage. First one, Blood on the Stage. Yeah. 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 Um, can you talk about that? Like, was what's what's going on there? Yeah. I mean, that's there. I mean, the song is kind of like it's. I don't want to go too into kind of like what the song is referencing in my mind because I, I feel like this is a song that's like, you know, that I feel like it's probably best left to interpretation. Mm-hmm. But there is, there is in my mind, some kind of specific things that I'm referencing in, uh, you know, experiences that I've had uh, with my significant other. Um, that kind of, there are moments in our story that are kind of like significant, you know, to her and I. And, um, so yeah, there's the little picture of the kind of the tree and the moon or whatever, like that's, that relates to it. Uh, You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it kind of, uh, for me it references certain things, but I, you know, I don't want to force that. Uh, I don't want to force those constraints on it for the listener. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd like it. I feel like that song is just better left, you know, for somebody to yeah kind of figure it out themselves. Or, I love or, that. You know, or feel however they want to feel about it. Right. You know? It's beautiful, and I love it. And um, thank you. I feel like I can connect to it. D- is the r- the doodling something that you do while you're writing, or was that for that specific it's not, purpose? Not, I mean, it's, I've started to, I used to draw a lot when I was younger, and um, um, I do a lot of graphic design and stuff like that, so, mm. you know, art's always been a thing for me, but I don't do it as much as I would like to, and as much as probably as I should, uh, but yeah, I do kind of like, occasionally, if I'm trying to work on something, and the next line's not coming or something, you know, I'll kind of start messing around or just kind of draw a little something next to it or whatever to just to kind of let my brain kind of half focus on something else. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes the best, um, sometimes the best uh, ideas for lyrics and stuff like that are when you're kind of faking your brain out in a way that like you're, you're, kind of pretending like you're concentrating on something else yeah (laughs) and you kind of give your kind of subconscious brain a little time to uh to itself you know what i mean to do its own thing yeah um and for me that means like 
like a lot of I've come up with a lot of lines when I'm like mowing the lawn. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I think there's a I think there's a um, meditative quality to that. Yes. Uh, the lawnmower is a is a constant monotone like droning sound. Yeah. And a lot like with meditation, you know, having a very kind of you know like the ohm yeah. like that whole thing, you yeah. know what I mean? Is is kind of like it kind of relaxes your brain a little bit and kind of lets your subconscious open up. I feel like you know I love I mean? that. I can so completely relate. Yeah, totally, dude. That's one of the. That's that's. I've gotten like a lot of the lines from our songs from. If you're mowing, mowing and you have an idea, do you put it in your phone or something, or what do you? No, do? if it's if it's good, it'll it'll you know I'll keep it in my mind. I'll keep thinking awesome. about that song. You know, I'll keep it I'll keep it going in my brain until until I'm done and I can go write it down. You know, that's what I mean? awesome. I'm envious of that. If I don't write down, <laughs> if I don't write down, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> For me, most of the time too. But I mean, in that in that you know in that instance, I'm able to kind of hang on to it. You know, the trick in your brain thing, I don't even think I con- I, I wasn't consciously doing this, but I'm, I've been doing that recently. Like yeah. if I'm working on a short story or this novel that I've been working on, or if I'm writing for the show, writing yeah. the intro yeah, or whatever, yeah. um, if I get stuck, I just pick up my guitar totally, and just dude. start playing. Totally. You know, maybe sing a song, yeah, maybe man. not, and then put it down. Yeah, yeah. But I did it this morning. Dude, yeah. that's fucking, yeah, that's awesome. Um, that's totally, same thing with like, when I sit down with a, you know, talked about picking up your guitar, like when I sit down with a guitar and just start messing around, but don't really have any, um, you know, any real kind of ideas that I'm sitting down with. I'm just like sitting down with a guitar and maybe something will come out of it. Maybe not, you know, but like a lot of times I'll just half, I'll have the TV on and just half be watching something on TV while I'm just kind of messing around on the guitar. Uh huh. And it's just that kind of thing where it's like you're you're kind of half pretending that you're concentrating on something else and just kind of allowing, you know, your kind of subconscious to uh, take over a little bit. That's great. <laughs> on the kind of flip side of that, to some extent, what do you, have you run across? This is the problem I'm having. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote I wrote these lyrics. Yeah. That came to me when I was doing the yard. Okay. Right? So I did the yard and yeah, I washed yeah. the car. And it and it was the, my first real attempt at like a, a true love song. Okay. Well, I, I have written love songs in the past, but it's my first like I feel good about this. This makes sense to me because every cool. other song is about like racial injustice and death. Right, right, and right, right. Like right. <laughs> sure, other yeah, yeah. Thing I've written. Grim circumstances, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like that's how I cope with that. Sure. Right. Sure, man. Um, but so I have these lyrics, and but just nothing like for me lyrics come first, and then I try to figure out the melody. Oh, okay. And it's not, I can't fucking figure it out. Well, that's probably the writer brain at work, you know, where for me, lyrics are rarely ever come first. Uh, For me, it's you, it's mostly like melody comes first. And then I try to figure out what that melody is trying to say, you know, what that melody is making me feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Or maybe I have like a line or like four or five words strung together and I'll kind of just start for me it's almost always like melody first and then kind of fit the words to that you know it's like being a musician who's also a writer versus like being a writer who's also a a musician yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally yeah Oh, okay, so we didn't solve anything. Great. No. Um, the oh, the, what I wanted to ask you is about the uh, the handwritten lyrics. Like, are those 
Is that your first draft of those lyrics? Is that most what, of them? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, dude, yeah. Some of those are totally clean. Well, most of them, yeah, because um, I think there was actually out of the ten, there was only one that I had to kind of go back and actually write out before I started taking these pictures. Yeah. And putting it up. So there's only one because I, because the one for um, one of the songs, it was like I had it on a couple of. Two or three different like pieces of like scratch, you know, scratch little folded up notebook paper or whatever, um, and I didn't even have like a real kind of like full version of it on a single piece of paper. So I went back to my notebook and actually wrote that whole song out. Okay. Um, you know, as as I would when I normally, you know, I'm writing songs in one of my notebooks or whatever. But the rest of them, the other nine, are the actual like when I sat down to write those songs. That's what. That's the awesome. actual piece of paper that they, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. There's also no, um, there's no chords or anything written in there. No. Is that how you typically? Yeah, cause yeah, I I really don't write out the chords because I just because the melody is already there. It's already there. Yeah, when I'm writing it, I'm I'm playing. You know, I'm figuring out the parts. You know, you'll see where it's like there's the verse and then the chorus or whatever. Like I, you know, I kind of I break it up in that way or whatever. But. Um, but yeah, I generally don't really write the chords that I'm playing or whatever because I just <clears throat> I already have that kind of worked out. And when I you know when I look at that song, when I, if I'm to that stage of the song already, where I've got the lyrics totally written out, the song's already done in my head. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's so interesting because my process is is not that way. Since the lyrics come first, I and I always have to write out the chords because otherwise I'll get to the song again and be like, How the what fuck was I, play I that what thing? was I playing on that one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of the show, what are you listening to? What are you reading, consuming art-wise? Okay. Yeah. I forgot you do this question, but that's, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, so I've, I've, gotten, like, I've gotten back into kind of what I was listening to probably in the, like, early 90s. So, I mean like Fugazi and Dinosaur uh, Jr. and Pixies and, you know, stuff uh, like that. Uh -huh. I've kind of just gotten back into a, like, just kind of, because it, it's, it's really been a long time since I've really listened to a lot of the stuff that I was listening to um, What's back then. What's that felt like? It's just, I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, honestly, like, it, it, it's part, some of it's nostalgic. Like, if I hear a song, I'll, I'll go on to, like, Spotify and, and you know, go on to like you know pixies and just play their like you know pixies radio or whatever so it'll be a bunch of other uh you know related bands or whatever that that it plays and if something comes up that i maybe haven't heard in you know 10 or 12 years or something like that it's it's cool man i mean i feel like um there's you know it there's nothing wrong with nostalgia you know like i feel like there's i feel like that's why there's why people are into things, you know, like Stranger Things right now and stuff like yeah. that because it's kind of reminders of, you know, stuff that was going on in the 80s or whatever. It's like, you know, it's very nostalgic. Um, and so uh, I like nostalgia. I like kind of getting in, you know, like kind of remembering, kind of, you know, it kind of brings back some of the stuff that you were thinking about in those days, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. In your kind of younger years or whatever. And uh, plus, you kind of just get to go back and like rediscover really good music that you were into when you were younger, you know? Yeah. And be like, man, I, 
I listen to some pretty good shit when hey, I. Hey, <laughs> well, other than you just mentioned is a really good band. Yeah. Like, you're a lot cooler at that age well, than I was. No, no, no. I mean, I'm, there's plenty of other shit that I don't feel like mentioning that sure, that's sure. in there too. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, musically, that's kind of what I've been what I've been digging on recently. Um, reading, I've kind of gotten back into a, like a Stephen King thing. Mm. Um, so I'm uh, I'm kind of in the middle of two books of his right now there's one that's called um i think it's called different seasons and it's a four it's got four of the short stories in it um and it's the one that's got the body which is what the movie stand by me is based on which is my favorite, movie. favorite movie yeah and i had never really actually read the source material so i oh, went back wow. to that book and uh and started reading the body out of there. It's also got um, Shawshank Redemption as well. Like three of the four stories that he put out in this one book were, t- you know, turned into huge movies or whatever. Um, that motherfucker. So yeah, I know, right? Like most prolific, <laughs> it's most adapted, yeah. you know, writer ever. Um, but yeah, so that one. And then there's another one that he did a couple years ago in kind of like it looks like an old school kind of crime novel you know um but it's called joyland and uh it's just kind of a cool story i don't i don't know that it was one of his biggest you know bestsellers or best known uh books or anything but i read it a few years ago and i liked it a lot and i just I just went back and started reading it again so yeah that's kind of what i've been getting into reading wise that's interesting man joy there was a amusement park right here on lake ivanhoe right down the street that was called Joyland. Is that right? Yeah. That's what it's. That's what it's about. It's about an amusement park. No shit. Yeah, and it's, I gotta but check it's that set out. in, um, I think, North Carolina. Okay. On the coast. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I did this whole like a friend of mine. It never came to fruition, which bums me out because I I really liked the the concept. They were gonna do, uh, like a haunted carnival kind of situation. Oh, cool. Uh, to raise money for an organization down the street. Nice. And so I wrote this whole concept, Welcome to Joyland, where it kind of takes place in this like post-apocalyptic world where yeah. this, you know, this uh, fascist government has shut down the amusement park and right, turned right. into like a torture kind of area. Oh, and we wow. were going to recreate the... Nice. That's just interesting. Yeah, I got to yeah, read that. I read that story. Yeah, Joyland's cool. I mean, you know, it's... I don't, you know, I'm just... I got, I just gotten back into a Stephen King thing. And so I'm, you know, reading a few of his books or whatever. There's, there's plenty that I haven't, I mean, there's no way to keep up with all of the stuff that he puts out or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, that's kind of the kick that I've been on. That's awesome, man. Matt, congratulations on the record. Thank you, my friend. It's wonderful. And I'm excited for people to hear it. By the time this, it's out today. So by the time this comes out, everybody get the record. Yeah, man. Listen to it, buy a physical copy from the band. Yeah. Um, just thank you so much for your time. This is a blast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. I enjoyed it. Thanks, man. All right, buddy. At the crowbar and the new world brewery. Well, baby, we ain't as reckless as we used to be. But we can run with the devil when the drinks are Thank you so much, Matt. 
What a thrill. Thank you for going so deep on process. It is such an honor, my friend, and I'm so grateful for any amount of time I get to spend with you and any amount of time I get to see your incredible band play those wonderful songs. Y'all, go out and get this new record. The, the album's called Strange Chemistry, and uh, while I hope we don't have to wait so long next time in between Have Gun Will Travel records, this one definitely rewards our patience. Um, we got Ed Stork's synth and Matt's guitar and lyrics. I could just go on and on about the the way that that band melds together and, and the sounds that are coming out of it. Um, I'm just so grateful for this opportunity and for records like that. It's a truly a special record. Go out and check it out. Get a physical copy uh, from the band themselves over at hgwtmusic.com where you can also find other tour dates and any other information you may need to follow the band they're also on social media as well and you can find links there on their website to that you can find all things marinade at marinadepodcast.com follow us on social media give us a follow and a rating on your podcast app please it makes a big difference also tell a friend about what we're doing if you really like what we're what we got going on and if you really really dig it consider joining our patreon community for just a few bucks a month you can get uh, marinade swag, a uh, shout out on the show, our Patreon exclusive podcast, Jason's Journey, where I talk about the moments that have shaped my creative life, including behind the scenes looks at the show. I'm actually going to record one right after this about my experience taking a Greyhound bus to Tallahassee, Florida to see Driving and Crying and record with the incomparable Kevin Kenny. Um, those are the kinds of conversations we have over there and we have such a nice community and it's a very welcoming group of people so if you can swing just a few bucks a month we greatly appreciate it if not all those free things are super helpful and we really appreciate them all right y'all it's time for what i'm getting down on the segment where i talk about the art that is inspiring me at the moment y'all have you seen the documentary hail satan it's hail satan question mark uh is the title it is hilarious and depressing and poignant um it's terrifying and edifying at the same time uh you know i talk about it a lot on this show that to me there's nothing more quote-unquote american than the ideal of the first amendment right and we could do a whole nother podcast in fact npr already does a whole other podcast on the first amendment that's that's excellent um and i would be happy to talk about this in more detail but um I just think there is nothing greater than the American ideal of the First Amendment. Sure, all Western democracies have some version of basic freedom of expression, but so much of the American ideal um, as, a, as, a, as a country, like what we should be, so to speak, comes back to our First Amendment and how much more sweeping it is um, than just about any other place in the world. Unfortunately... A lot of folks want to pick and choose freedoms, and we're having a lot of those conversations right now, which is good. Um, but I'm not all right with that approach when it comes to expression. I think for the First Amendment is sacred. Um, freedom of religion is sacred. Um, you have the freedom to practice whatever you want or nothing at all. Um, and the separation of church and state is incredibly important. The Establishment Clause of the First Amendment is incredibly important. Um, I may not like what you have to say. I may not agree with what you believe, but as long as you're not harming anyone else, I feel really strongly about your right to say it and believe it, right? So watch this film. Um, and I'd love to get in like a conversation on Twitter or on, on our Patreon or shoot, if you just want to send me an email and we could talk about it, that's cool too. I've been reading David Joy's Where All the Light Tends to Go. Our good friend of the show, Lori, suggested it. Um, I'm on this kind of... Sub- these. 
I, I, for lack of a better term, young Southern riders kick, right? Um, I don't know if it's fair to say young anymore. I, f- I feel like most of these guys are about my age or a few years younger. Um, but there's this whole group of riders, Caleb Johnson, C.H. Hooks, David Joy, uh, Taylor Brown, all these people that I just can't get enough. And, and I'm leaving out tons of riders, I know. But I'm on this kick right now, and so I'm trying to consume as much of it as possible. Um, and David Joy's Where All the Light Tends to Go is wonderful. It's kind of tough for me in places, and I don't want to give too much away in case you're, you want to read it, but he's just really descriptive, and there's some kind of heavy um, scenes that kind of tap into my anxieties. And so I'm, I'm slogging through it for that reason, but not because it's not brilliantly written. It's an incredible book. Um, and I, I mentioned it last week, but I want to mention it again and again. Taylor Brown's Gods of Howl Mountain go read that book y'all just put aside whatever you're working on it and and read that book um so new music uh at least new to me is uh sean james i'm gonna he's coming around town so i'm gonna try to catch his show when he comes to orlando he has this kind of travis meadowsy soul feel gospel tinge delivery um thing going on and uh i'm trying to dig a little bit deeper this week and uh, he, like I said, he's going to be here next month. So I'm going to try to catch him when he comes around. Um, I've also mentioned it before, but um, I can't stop listening to uh, Driving and Crying's Live the Love Beautiful. And I'm a little biased because I just met the band and, and recorded with Kevin Kinney, uh, the creative force behind, principal songwriter um, behind Driving and Crying and the front man. Um, and like he was cooler than I even thought he was gonna be, and I had it built up in my mind that he was the coolest guy. <laughs> so, um, so I, I'm the attachment that I'm feeling to that record is even deeper now because I saw them play a few of the songs just last night. I'm recording this on Sunday. I saw them last night in Tallahassee, um, and I just can't say enough about it. it it's a really wonderful record, um, and it's my favorite. I love Driving and Crying, but it's my favorite. Driving and Crying Records, produced by Aaron Lee Tajian. Um, and we'll go deeper on that three episodes from now. So we've got, uh, I'm sorry, two episodes from now. We've got Cat Clyde coming up next, and then you'll have Kevin Kinney. And I'm recording with a lot of really amazing folks coming up soon. So stay tuned for that, y'all. Thank you so much for everything. I love you. I appreciate you so much. Your support, your uh, spreading the word, listening to the show. It is, um, I'm so grateful for everybody who spends any time with this little thing we've got here. Um, Go out and create something, y'all. Until next time, cheers.